0: Welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast. I am really excited today with Love Has Been in the Air and we are talking about the uh, the February films from Hallmark Channel, the rom-com movies, Love Ever After, new name uh, for the season. And I'm film critic Rachel Wagner and I have Ginny and Laura here to help me uh, talk about these films and uh, they probably will have more love for them than me so it's going to be fun to talk about but thank you so much uh, ladies for coming on the podcast thanks for having us yeah. yeah it's great to see you again yeah it's been a couple of a uh, couple of months since we had the chance to talk and did you guys have a have a good holiday season we did it seems like it's 10 years ago already in really february <laughs> <laughs> so true
1: yeah, no it was great. What about you?
0: Yeah, it was very busy. Uh we had uh but but really nice that we had What do you think about this new name from Count and Valentines over to Love Ever After?
2: I'm okay with it because Valentine's just seems like old news by the end of February uh, post years. And so, you know, I think it's, it's a good way to kind of like encompass the whole month rather than just releasing two movies before Valentine's day actually happens.
0: Yeah. Well, I think so too, because they would have countdown to Valentine's, but you could really only have two movies. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, and then the rest were just kind of like loving Mm -hmm. the menu last year was just kind of hanging out uh, by itself because uh you know, it, it, it was after Valentine's day. So can't really count down to Valentine's day. So I think it makes, it does make a lot more sense. Love ever, love ever after.
1: And it frees it up not to have to center around mm-hmm. Valentine's day, yeah. which is nice for like, you know, watchability later in the year. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, and I know that some, uh, we've had complaints on the, on the podcast before that, Oh, do, do you guys like any, any of the movies and that's that's not true but i promise i will always keep it real i'm not gonna lie and say i like a movie if i don't like a movie and uh, i i feel like i don't know if you guys agree if you had a chance to watch any of the mysteries uh this year but i feel like the mysteries have been way better than the rom-coms so far in 2020
1: i've watched all the mysteries and i've enjoyed them all i i think they've really upped their mystery game yeah so. I, I would agree with that. I think they're taking them to kind of the next level. yeah and I've enjoyed them.
0: Well, and it was so surprising to me because I normally love Winterfest. It's one of the it's kind of like the street that you get after uh, after Christmas mm-hmm. and it wasn't the best. It was not <laughs> the best and and then coming into love ever after, I was pretty excited for most of the uh most of the movies they had such good casts and i was I was looking forward to them. I gave quite a few. Diamond Rings, I guess I recall in the preview, and it wasn't the best. It was was not the best. I did have one that I really, really liked, uh, but, uh, but yeah, we're going to talk about them, but I don't know. I don't know what it is, if maybe I'm just in a bad mood, or if, I don't know, I just don't feel like the rom-coms have been doing it for me in 2020.
1: Well, to be fair to you, it's kind of like chemistry between people, where you can have two great people, they can be fun, but it's just kind of that special magic mm-hmm. that comes together so I think when you don't like it it doesn't mean you don't care for
0: all the elements it's just it didn't together mm-hmm. yeah. create this magical moment that's very good good point because in romantic comedies especially it can be so ephemeral you know mm-hmm. you can and and even when you're planning it at all it can feel like okay this this is all set up to work has all the right pieces and then it just it just doesn't it just doesn't and Uh, But I don't know, I feel like they definitely need to take a step back from party planning. I mean, obviously that can be an aspect because Double Holiday was kind of a party planning movie, but that really worked for me because I felt like the characters and the banter was was really good. And it was sort of more just this underlying theme. But if it's the main plot that we're just planning a party. Mm That's that's really hard to sell for me. Really, really hard.
2: Yeah, I agree. And just especially if you see one planning party, one party planning movie, it's fine. But you actually get bogged down by the repetitiveness of multiple ones. Even though the party's different in each one, the characters are different, you feel like you've personally planned a hundred parties (laughs) during the year. I don't even like
1: (laughs) one party.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, and... Honestly, when you think of some of my favorite Hallmark movies, they have like clever creative concepts There's no reason why I mean, I'm, I'm a big fan of the formula film But but I don't know something like the birthday wish I wish we had more movies like that yes. yeah. You know yeah. with a clever concept of something that makes her think about her life and uh, And I don't know, just something with a little bit more Oomphs to it then we're gonna plan a party
1: Yeah, and as writers i've kind of been taking notes that while it's nice to see these career women and it's not always guy versus career, sometimes you get so much into the business side of their life that it's all business and you kind of miss out on just Mm -hmm. the dating and the flirting. And I, I miss where maybe it was kind of, you know, there on the side, but it wasn't the meat. Right.
0: Yeah. That's, that's, I mean, I'd say that about double holiday that, yes, there was a party planning thing, but it was, it was just, it wasn't a heavy, a heavy part of it. It was just sort yes. of an excuse to get them together, mm-hmm. but it, it's not like you were spending tons of times in, in meetings, them talking about the party that much. It was all, uh, it was all just a background. Making latkes. It was great. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, so, so anyway, uh, you'll all have to let us know what you think. And if you think I'm a grumpy pants then that's <laughs> you can just share your thoughts uh on uh on the movies and so the first one that we're going to talk about is valentine's match and this is the little summary is just uh fired from her job as a reality tv host natalie returns home for valentine's day only to find herself running the town's festival auction with her ex-fiance thanks to two scheming mothers and this I was mostly excited for this because of the casting uh, Bethany Joy Lenz, who's lovely and wonderful, and then Luke McFarlane, who I almost always love and uh, I, I was very disappointed by this movie i I mean it started it had a couple nice moments uh, and particularly the I thought there was some some like some good parts at the very beginning she's you know she loses her job and she's you can see her I thought that there were some 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 good sort of oh, comedic moments and some thoughtful moments and then at the end it had a, some pretty pretty epic ending with I, I love a good race to the airport rom-com ending so it had that but in between I, <laughs> I I it really was just a bunch of meetings to plan this auction and I just didn't care about that it was to me it was so dull and I I did not think that they had the chemistry that I was expecting I was really surprised I thought they would be a good match but I don't know it just fell flat for me and uh I don't know Laura what what was your overall thoughts about this one
1: um I I, I kind of agree. There was a certain fresh out of the gate and then it kind of went to a more routine vibe in the center. And then at the end, it kind of got back that energy. So it's almost like the potential was so high. Mm -hmm. So maybe I wouldn't have been as, you know, disappointed in that way. But I I did in the middle feel like it kind of got a little sidetracked, but Mm -hmm. I I do love the leads and overall, I mean, overall, I, I didn't hate it or anything.
0: Yeah. It was just disappointing. I felt like it had so much potential, uh, with all of the differing ingredients of it. And so the fact that I was just so bored was really surprising to me. But what about you, Jenny? What did you think?
2: Um, I I both loved and and did not love certain elements of this and so it's a bit of a mixed bag for me. Something that kind of bugs me sometimes with, um, with this one and a few other Hallmark ones is that we go to all the effort to have this empowered career woman, But at the end of the day, she's not good at her job, you know? (laughs) (laughs) I feel like it's kind of like one step forward, two steps back in terms of how we're portraying women in film, you know? And so we have a lot Mm -hmm. of women who they're taking over their family business and it's been successful for a hundred years and yet it's falling to pieces under them. Or they're losing the family farm and they can't even get financing to save it. And here we have her and, you know, it sounds like she, she went off to pursue her dreams, but at the end of the day, she wasn't good at it. She was in need of a new job. And so I, I hate it when it starts on that note that this yeah. is a woman who kind of is a failure, even though she's somehow portrayed as having been a success. Yeah. That said, I thought that the plot, you know, we've seen this plot before. I've personally participated in planning a charity auction and you do not spend this much time hunting <laughs> down each item; It would take right. forever. <laughs> um, and, uh, It didn't really get the part about flooding, you know, like everything got rained on, but then it seemed to be fine in the end. Um, But I thought that there were some real comedic moments in that. These are two actors I really like and that for me, they saved it a little bit. And particularly the scene at the airport at the end. I haven't laughed that hard at a Hallmark Mm -hmm. movie in in quite a while, you know, (laughs) when Mm -hmm. she's describing him to the the desk agent and then turns around and is like, yeah, that's him. That's the guy. (laughs) Um, It was really cute for me.
0: Yeah, it's hard. Harder in uh, in post nine eleven world to do a good airport scene these days. Yes. <laughs> yeah. but uh, but I still uh, I I really enjoy the the effort <laughs> that because it's just a fun it's a fun trope for me it's a fun trope. But uh, so this one it starts out with her getting fired, like you said, and and I'm fine with like you can still be an empowered woman and be in a rough spot as far as your. Uh, as far as your job performance, and you know, not be feeling it, not be uh, in kind of a weird spot. Um, and she's basically just kind of going through the motions. And most of us have been there in uh, one job or the other, even if something that you really love, that it's just, you're just in kind of a, you know, I don't know. I've... <laughs>
2: I, absolutely <laughs> Maybe I can agree. Yeah, I totally agree. And, and you know, women have issues at their jobs the same as anyone else. Yeah, right. I just f- sometimes feel like there's a mixed message going on yeah. where so many of them re- are, you know, the, the primary point of conflict that kind of sets it off is that they're having issues. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah. That is another great thing about the birthday wish. If you think about it, that, that she was so good at being this director of the, of the commercials and being, and, and really, uh, you know, they think about it. If you think about something like Love to the Rescue, Mm -hmm. you know, where she was animator and had an interesting job and uh, and was like entry could enter the contest and uh, was good at leading people. And uh, yeah, so it, uh, you know, and she has this boyfriend who she's kind of in this sort of casual relationship with uh but you know and you see that a lot in hallmark movies and uh and that's you know that that's always uh, that's a fine trope for me uh but she's not super into them but (laughs) and and it is true that maybe that kind of relationship is probably more likely when you're younger than when most of the the hallmark actresses are but uh, it it works if for this kind of rom-com because you need uh, usually, you end. You need somebody that uh, they can start out with and easily do away with, <laughs> easily d- depart from, but then come back for some kind of conflict in the middle of the movie. Yeah,
1: yeah, and that goes along with what Jenny was saying. I think it. You know, when they kind of revert to kind of childish and mature behavior. A little bit of that is fun, but there's times where it's like suddenly through the middle, they're all about 10 years old, you know, and including the mothers, the meddling mothers. And so it it kind of confuses you like, wait, how have you been able to run like a hardware store all this time (laughs) with that kind of attitude? Yeah. Yeah. I
2: like the meddling mothers. I thought, you know, so often the person just returns home and they get involved in the event planning by virtue of just volunteering for it. And here I liked that there was actually like a machination, you know, um behind the scenes that brought her there with the express purpose of making this happen so
0: yeah, I mean, i they were fun enough the meddling mothers, but it just got a little repetitive to me.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: you know, and so like I I don't know. I like a movie like Pumpkin Pie Wars, you know, where they're, wow. they in that case, they weren't meddling mothers, but they were. And, you know, <laughs> feuding, feuding mothers. Yeah. Uh, but there was enough sort of variety I felt like to kind of what was happening. And what I don't like is when it feels like you're just watching a bunch of business meetings. Yeah. Or or a bunch of shopping meetings. I, it's rough for me. And so she goes back home after getting fired. And uh, and I do think it would have been better. I I always would prefer rather than a firing I always prefer an epic quit if she had found if she had just had it she was done and she quits that's way more empowering than Mm -hmm. the fire for sure yeah Uh, but anyway she gets fired and uh, from her job and she goes back home there's a valentine's festival and auction and which is probably a little bit of a stretch to these I mean I've never heard of anybody having a valentine's festival but I'm sure it does exist because <laughs> sure like, yeah. usually valentine's is more of a couple thing not like a community thing but uh, <laughs> it was it was fine uh and you know cute little town and we uh, we find out that uh luke mcfarland's character that he they had been they had been sweethearts they almost got engaged and uh, and then he uh, he told her he was going to go to art school and she wanted to move away she wanted to go to the city the whole the whole thing um, it turns out he lied about that and there, I didn't really love that plot line because first of all I don't really like the I wanted it didn't want to stand in your way plot line because that that removes the autonomy from the female character like she mm-hmm. doesn't it should be her decision of whether she what she wants to do and and somebody doing that you know it, it they're making the decision for them hmm you know it should have been both of their choices
2: Absolutely. And, you know, we've seen that quite a bit, you know, where Mm -hmm. the reason why these like former boyfriend and girlfriend broke up is, you know, some misunderstanding with one staying behind and letting the other go on and pursue their dreams
0: and stuff. And so. um, Also, it seemed really hard to believe that in with these mothers being as nosy as they are, that she wouldn't have known that he was running this. Yeah. (laughs) 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 Yeah. a call i <laughs> would have come up on a uh, phone call yeah, number one for sure <laughs> and so that was a little hard to think i did think it was it was pretty funny They're meet cute in the uh hardware store yes <laughs> he's picking out the two by fours and and all of that i thought they they did a pretty good job with that yes very cute yeah can we mention
1: how good there was a pat benatar song in this and hallmarks really upped their music game that is one thing i've noticed uh since the year has begun um so i i enjoyed that you know whether it was the perfect song for it i don't know but i took
0: it i enjoyed it (laughs) yeah that's true that That song is always the perfect song (laughs) sorry the The, the dancing scene in general was was nice I, i i wasn't feeling their chemistry but i still love a good dancing scene uh regardless and so that it was good and so of course we have uh that uh um Brooks comes back the boyfriend comes back and uh and she's been offered this new job uh this in the city and everything like that and so you have that conflict and he thinks that Luke McFarland thinks that he's that she's accepted the new job and they've spent all this time planning this auction and, uh, then, uh, we get the race to the airport at the end, which like we talked about was probably the highlight of the film and, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I just, I, it's like a combination of feeling disappointed and just that, like you said, that middle section where they're just getting all the stuff for the auction, just, oof, it, it was not my favorite. And so... Yeah, I. I don't know. I give this one like. Uh, I'm gonna give it two point three crowns out of five. All right, Ginny. I I'm
2: gonna go higher. For me, you know, I I feel like I've complained a lot, but really, I felt like some of the good parts outshone the bad, and so I'm giving it three point two five.
1: Okay, good. I'll go. I'll go
0: with three. Okay.
2: Yeah, I I I enjoyed it. You know. It was enjoyable.
0: Good. All right. Very good. Okay. So, <laughs> then we had Matching Hearts, and I was pretty excited about this movie because we had interviewed Taylor Cole. I I've liked pretty much all of her movies since probably Festival of Vice. Uh, and so I she's had a good long stretch there. I've enjoyed her movies and. Uh, And then I, you know, and I, I like Ryan Pavey well, well enough. And he's certainly very charming and I, I thought it sounded really fun. And the little, little synopsis we have is as Valentine's day nears, a matchmaker is tasked by her mentor to find a match for an entrepreneur who believes staying single is the key to success. And so before I go into my spiel, I'll ask you guys, uh, Ginny, what did, what was your overall thoughts about this movie? I, it wasn't my favorite. I love
2: all the people who are yeah. in this movie. <laughs> and so I was really hoping if they came together, um, that it would be pretty magical and maybe my hopes were set too high. Cause it didn't, it didn't really play out that way for me.
0: Yeah. Laura,
1: what did you think? Uh, yeah, of, of all of the films, this one might be the most forgettable for me, um, it was the one that I actually didn't finish in one sitting, so that sometimes says something. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I will say just the matchmaking storyline for me is right behind party planning, and I don't know if I've enjoyed very many of them, mm-hmm. and I think that just plays into some of the elements of how matchmaking is handled, but mm-hmm. over overall, it was it was pretty routine.
0: Yeah, the, the, I'm trying to think of a matchmaking movie that I liked, the only one... I don't know if it really counts as uh I love uh, how to fall in love. Oh yes, in the, yes, yeah that in one that hires, one's a classic. Yeah. Hires a matchmaker. Uh but yeah, I mean this had such a great cast. It's got Donna Benedicto, Debs Howard's in it, Antonio Cayone, who was so good in uh in um a Christmas in Evergreen three recently, Milo Shandell. I mean, so it has a great supporting cast and the two leads. So there was a lot to be excited for. Um <sighs> so i it also took me i almost didn't finish this movie i was so bored in this movie i know a lot of people loved it we'll talk a little bit about about the uh, the viewer response to our poll uh but the thing is is i felt like this movie was 300 introductions in a row like they they were they were these business people business associates who I, I, honestly, for the first hour, it felt like every time that Taylor Cole's character and Ryan Pavey's character were together, they were kind of introducing themselves. Oh, how are you doing? How are things going? What's going on? You know, and I'm just like, okay, like there weren't, there weren't any sort of moments that felt intimate or felt like people that were, that were more intimate than people planning something for business, right? Uh, that when you're planning something for business, I mean, unless things are inappropriate, you, you're professional and you're, you know, you're planning, as opposed to double holiday, where there were lots of moments where they got more intimate with each other, as far as like him being with her family and her going to community center. And the, there were times that felt you got to know these people and you felt the that professionalism kind of subsiding whereas this it just i i just felt like i didn't get to know these people as characters at all and i was just really bored with this movie it didn't do it for me and i I don't know i i I, other people seem to really enjoyed it um so people maybe can explain to me what i missed i'm not sure but the whole idea is that uh he is this uh the single guy who is is uh you know mr stay my the mr stay single uh, <laughs> uh guy and he's a he has this, i did think the dogs were really cute oh, yes. yeah <laughs> so cute. little luna is so adorable and he runs this dog adoption uh center and uh, that's like the perfect job for homework i mean yeah <laughs> you might as well be sainted, I <laughs> think <laughs> you know he's not gonna be too bad of a guy and and so uh, they promise that anyone who is matched uh that they they won't set you up with anybody that's that's not more of a seventy five percent on this algorithm that they have. and uh, I don't know, I feel like that the problem with these algorithms is that most of the stuff that they're basing the algorithm on is stuff that doesn't really matter yeah. you know like for instance if i like classical music that doesn't mean i can't fall in love with somebody who hates classical music <laughs> right yeah. you know i mean cause none of those things really matter what matters is the core of who you are and so i don't know i feel like even in real life i feel like those algorithms are garbage they're not they're totally they're not useful in really finding a match i think if i was going to professional matchmaker and not just signing up for eHarmony or something like that if i was going to professional matchmaker i'd want somebody to try to kind of figure out maybe more about who i am as opposed to just this algorithm
1: oh agreed i i, I had the same uh, complaint. And I was hoping the movie was moving towards the direction where, you know, they talked about like, oh my goodness, I'm only 48% compatible mm-hmm. with him. And your thought is, oh, and the lesson to be learned at the end is compatibility. These tests, they're meaningless, mm-hmm. right? There's just yeah. this- something that attracts people. We don't have to be identical. We don't have to share all the same common interests. And instead, you know, the twist was just, hey, guess what? Compatibility changes every four to five years. So update your score <laughs> yes, because yes. you got to find your 100% man. And I thought, <laughs> you know, I'm pretty sure your 100% match is your brother. <laughs> so I don't know yeah. if that would work for me. I, I husband and I have a lot of differences and they say, so I don't know. These algorithms show up in a lot of these matchmaking movies, I guess, because it's the hip way to explain the tech behind dating apps and sites, but it it doesn't really have that kind of spark that you really want in a movie.
2: I feel like it's just become a way to say, we are doing something behind the scenes without explaining what it is, you yeah. know, just like bath and stuff,
0: you know? Yeah. It's like a romantic MacGuffin. You know? Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> exactly. but, but yeah. Cause you don't want to be married to yourself. Yeah. That's boring. <laughs> and, and you don't grow as a human being at all. And so supposedly this Ryan PV guy had, has never been past three dates. <laughs> which which i right i mean he is very very handsome so he could probably have the number of women really that the caprio
2: cycle yeah. for him, right, yeah, right. supermodel <laughs> dog lover no one wants anything to do with him
0: <laughs> the tail- the <laughs> taylor swift- do. yeah it's the taylor swift of uh of uh of male characters i i don't know and so i guess fine i can buy that but, uh, but he, he's, he's such a suave guy that, uh, that he, he just, even his voice, I think, is so, he has such a romantic voice, yes. the cadence of his voice. And I feel like really the only Hallmark movie that's really captured him perfectly as far as, I don't know, if as far as casting, I think Ryan Pavey, is, this is a great role for him is is really the darcy movies yeah. i think he is just so good i mean as as darcy is perfect for for him and i mean he's fine i think he's he's he, he does a good job but uh in his roles but i don't know he's he, like even the cadence of his voice is just so perfect for that kind of mr darcy kind of uh type of character
1: yes I, I I liked him better when he had kind of that air of of
0: society, and mystery, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And so she does the matches, and that she has this boss who uh, is going to be gone for a little while. They have this big company party, and uh, where they invite all of their uh, their matches and their 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 singles there. It's a big thing, and they've done it the same way every year for forever and she's bored with that so she wants to shake it up do something different but because the boss is gone she she uh it's like taking more of a risk and i i don't know that just wasn't interesting to me that whole story it was not interesting to me her her planning this party (laughs) <laughs> that's just all I have to say about it
1: well oh, and there's kind of a fine line between shaking things up and like insubordination and I couldn't yeah quite if she had crossed that maybe like it's one thing to push your boss outside her comfort zone it's another to be like ha 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 I
0: changed it right yeah. and and most of the stuff was stuff that like would not really matter I mean I think if I if I was going to make a comparison to another Taylor Cole movie, if you think of My Summer Prince, like the mm-hmm. the things that she was doing in that movie were like way more <laughs> ridiculous and like <laughs> lying and and giving a false name and all of that, that was way more entertaining. And of course, you got and you have a, uh, you know, Lauren Holly is the boss and she's yeah, yeah. the best. So that worked way better than this, uh, but. Yeah, yeah, if she was giving people raises or you know, like something like that that has more <laughs> yeah. than just like the style and theme the of the flowers. flowers.
2: Changed. Yeah. Right.
0: <laughs> How, who cares? Touch the baby breath. I
2: yeah. will say I really liked at the end though, I also did not really care for this. It made me uncomfortable, especially since the boss had specifically told her no when she asked to change it up before she went to bed. Right. And I'm like, boy, you're really um You're not just trying to improve upon it. You're really going exactly against what she told you to do. I liked at the end how there was a story behind why the boss had done it the same for so many years. That actually, like,
0: redeemed that part Mm -hmm. of the storyline for me a little bit. I thought Mm. it was sweet. (laughs) That's a good point. Good point. Uh, And I, I didn't think that they had great chemistry but i just didn't even think the script gave them a chance to have great chemistry they just spent so little time together that wasn't in some kind of professional environment and you you just can't have like great chemistry in in a business meeting you just can't mm-hmm.
2: agreed and nor okay. should you
0: right yeah exactly <laughs> uh, but uh but yeah the the puppies were cute uh, really cute. Uh, they did go on one date, or that's sort of the chocolate date,
1: a very long date. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: which was cute enough. Uh, and then they, uh, they did have, I think, a pretty good kiss. Yeah, I would say that was pretty romantic. Well, and yeah. Taylor looked beautiful. Yeah, she did. I thought sure. she
1: was styled, and she just was. Having her like best face days ever, and Ryan's always nice to look at, you
0: know. Yeah, decent. yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, so this one was rough for me, I didn't care for it. I would give it, um, I'm gonna give it a 1.75. It's definitely one of my least favorites that I've seen in a long time. I'm sorry, Gary, don't. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I think uh what what about you how many out of five would you give it to uh, me mm-hmm.
2: I gave it a 2.5 mm-hmm.
0: yeah and Laura <clears throat> oh excuse me um I'll I'll give it a 2.25 okay good we'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast they're good folks over at care of they've been such a great sponsor for us And right now you can get 50% off your first Care-of order. Go to takecareof.com, enter code Hallmarkies 50 and uh, what's so great about care of is they really try to personalize your vitamin routine to help sure, make sure that you're getting exactly what you need for you in your life. Uh, it's not a one, uh, one pill takes covers all kind of solution. Uh, you go on and you take a quiz and you have uh, different questions and uh, it really helps you kind of figure out what are your Um, biggest concerns uh, at uh, to stay at the top of your health. And uh, I think that really helps a lot. Uh, They also have protein powders that people enjoy a lot uh, that are smooth and uh, don't have that chalky taste that you see a lot in protein powders. And you can have them come Uh, on a subscription basis or you can have it come you know whenever you want and uh, and then you also get the vitamins in individualized Uh, little packets uh, so that you can easily take them with you when you're traveling. You can have them in your purse. It's really nice that way. They also are made with real ingredients you can recognize like organic cocoa and pink Himalayan sea salt that's in the protein powders. And so it's really a high quality product. Uh, They try to individualize it as much as possible. And it's just a great way right now. We're all trying to get in better health uh, for 2020. And it's a great way that you can do it. So for 50% off your first care, of order, go to takecareof.com, enter code Hallmarkies50. That's takecareof.com, enter code Hallmarkies50. Very good. All right. So then we have the secret ingredient, and this is the first one of these movies that has made, been made off of one of the original Hallmark novels. So that was exciting. We were a little bummed out for our friend Elise Murray, who had originally her her book, The Christmas Company. Was was announced as the first one, and it's just been delayed and not been able to be, be made. So I felt a little bad for her that 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 spot kind of got usurped from her. Yeah. But nevertheless, it's still exciting, you know, to see those those so stories. I don't know if you, have you guys had a chance to read any of the uh, the novels at all. I have not. I, we've been tracking
2: a little bit of like the press behind it, but unfortunately, mm-hmm. I haven't had a chance to read any of them.
0: Yeah. No, I haven't, but I should yeah i mean they're like any series of novels there's mm-hmm. hit, hit, hits and myths some are better than others but i haven't had one that i really hated oh, um I, yeah <laughs> um they're in general pretty nice uh escapist you know chicklet kind of kind mm-hmm. of books i really liked the uh the most recent one called uh that we just had the author on uh Lee Duncan on uh on we'll have it on Monday. Uh we'll have her on and it's called a simple wedding and I loved it. I thought it was so good. Uh, and uh, so that one was my favorite. I really liked Love on Location, Cassidy Carter. She did a really good job with that one. I really liked The Christmas Company. Uh that was one of my favorites. And so they've been they've been a lot of fun and this is by Nancy Nagel and this stars Brendan Penny and Erin Cahill. And I love Erin Cahill so much. Uh, when she was out here for filming the, uh, um, uh, what was it called? The Falling... Um,
1: Fallen Order? No.
0: Fallen Order. Yeah, Love Fallen Order. Yeah. She was out here and the, you know, the bubbly sesh girls, uh, Jackson Shaw, were out here and they arranged for Erin to come and surprise me. At, we were, were having dinner together. And in walks Aaron into the restaurant. That was so fun. <laughs> so I was so surprised. It was really cute. She couldn't have been nicer. And I, I've just always thought she was really, uh, she has such a nice screen presence. She's, she's inherently likable. I can't imagine her playing a villain. No. No.
1: No. It just no I think she's just, she's just darling. I just yeah. think she's cute, but she can kind of dress up, dress down. Um, for her character, depending on where she is, small town, big city, I yeah. really enjoy her.
0: Yeah, and Brendan Penny, I'm a little more mixed on, to be honest. I I liked, actually like him pretty well in Chesapeake Shores, which, you know, I don't love a ton about that show, but I, <laughs> I do like him pretty well, and his chemistry with uh, um, I can't think Jessica Saipos on the show is pretty good, and I loved Dash of Love with him. I thought that was so good uh but his the easter movie last year not my favorite (laughs) it was not great and i did not like the pride and prejudice and mistletoe movie i that's another one where there's plenty of party the whole time
2: do you like the oh the name is uh is it love in the vineyard the winemaking movie Yes, I, i like
0: the first one yeah. But mm-hmm. I, I, I think that they're fine. It's not the cast's fault. I just haven't really loved the scripts of the second or the third one. But he's yeah, he's good in the that series. Uh, and particularly the first one. Uh anyway, I'm mixed on Brennan Penny. <laughs> I'll say that. He's
1: uh Brian, where he's at his best when he kind of plays a, a little more of a snobby snooty type. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, where he's kind of, you know deigning to speak to someone beneath him and then he kind of gets humbled
0: but i like him when he's snarky yeah that is his best i i think that's i think that's true and uh, so all right well so this one the little summary is small town baker kelly gets a big surprise when she's invited to compete on a valentine's day baking show in new york city and an even bigger surprise when she runs into her ex fiance so this movie was definitely a step in the right direction for sure. Cause I had had the two that I didn't like in a row. And I think that this script is actually pretty good. I like the story uh, and I love Aaron and I liked the whole, the, the whole conceit of the cooking show. We've seen that in Hallmark a number of times now where there's some kind of cooking show dynamic going on. Uh, and uh, this wasn't as good as last year with just add romance which it, you know was also about cooking show contestants uh, with Luke McFarlane, and I, I loved that one. I thought that one was so good. Um, but this one was uh, was was good, pretty good. I liked, like I said, I liked the story and uh, the dialogue and Aaron. Um, I struggled with their chemistry together. I didn't really feel it. I didn't feel the spark. But I still overall enjoyed the film, and uh, I don't know. What about you, Lara? What did you think?
1: Uh, same. I, I I really enjoyed lots of this. I was really impressed with the TV sh- the TV show setup, yeah. um, the scenery. You know, the the host. All of that felt very realistic. Again, somehow, maybe the storyline felt more about her and her career aspirations than an actual romance. Um, that seemed to be oh, yeah. in a way to me, and so I lost some of that, um, you know, flirting and that that kind of sizzle between them.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's 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 fair. That's true. Uh, what What about you? Um, I. I thought it was okay. I thought that the
2: treats in it looked really good, especially in the opening scene when she's coming into her bakery and checking on the progress of everything. I'm like, oh, those look better than the treats in most. <laughs> uh, I would Absolutely. like some of those, those. did not
1: come from gro- the grocery store. Yeah, and, yeah. Um,
2: uh, and I agree with Laura. The set I, and the way that the, the show was set up, it felt like actually like a Real Food Network show. Yeah. I know this is so nitpicking, but I have an issue when they have these like fake reality show setups on the Hallmark movies that the people have so much free time to like go on dates and run into yeah. each other and things like that. When I think the reality of it is that they're shooting like back to back episodes and they do nothing but work on the show and, and sleep, you know, the whole time, the few weeks that they're actually filming it. And so that part seems just so odd that she has all this time to like go about like her life and developing her relationship with him at the same time that he's on the show and she's not supposed to know about it. I doubt that they would have even been allowed to see each other. So
0: yeah, it, yeah that's a, you would definitely have to, to, to suspend your disbelief Yes, uh, with that. There's <laughs> no way they'd allow them. The only way they would, they would, they would allow them to like go on dates and stuff is if they were filming that's yes. the only way Not yeah.
2: mention, you know like yeah. just there's too much danger if they're even allowed to be by each other that yeah. one of them is going to dare ask the other hey what have you got going on right now and they're yeah. gonna say i'm busy with this television show yeah. this has
1: happened on a couple of these that have been set you know the other ones have been more bachelor type mm-hmm. um reality shows but where the producers are actually scheming to kind of basically sync their show, <laughs> yeah. you know, to have this romance, you know, whether it's not between the lead guy and the girl, or in this case, you know, yeah, this whole show hinges on the mystery element, but let's get them together as often as possible because it's cute.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So yeah. uh, that, that part was a, was a little confusing, you know, like were they trying to spin that as a secondary interest in the show, mm-hmm. but it didn't seem they were ever filming the the chemistry between them that was right. just the producer's
0: own like enjoyment yeah and they had the yeah. same thing with the in just add romance they had the same thing that yeah. like yes. they they have them go off to these side rooms have these big conversations and I'm like yeah I think that they would be following them with the cameras <laughs> yeah. for sure like what <laughs> but yeah um, and
2: the clever setup of the competition show here would have made it where they never even saw each other the whole time, you know? Right. So I see uh-huh. why they have to like mess with it a little in order to make that that part of it work. Um, but uh, it just, I cared a lot about what was going on on the competition show. And I didn't care as much about what was going on yeah. uh, outside of it. And I feel like it probably should have
0: been reversed. <laughs> yeah. So. yeah, well, I mean, that's why I think I was missing the spark.
2: Because yeah. the
0: the intimate scenes where they you know, talking and things. I just, I just wasn't feeling it between the two of them. Mm-hmm. Even though I thought the dialogue was pretty decent. I thought it was, I don't know. It's just one of those ephemeral things. But the big conflict supposedly between the two of them is that he wanted to go off to France to study at like Le Cordon Bleu or wherever. And, uh, and, and she wanted to stay at home. And I don't know, that is something that I have a hard time, that whole plot element. I have a hard time relating to that because I am not the kind of person that has, I, I have, even growing up, my family moved a lot. So I didn't have that sense of like, this is my hometown. This is, you know, where I, where I belong kind of a feeling. And I mean, I especially feel like a young person uh, that's in love in their, like in their twenties, would they really be that dedicated to, you know, it's, <laughs> like that, he's, it's not like he's asking her to, live there for the rest of their lives Uh, and you know he's just asking for them to go and have this experience and and uh, i don't know i i know (laughs) struggle with that i agree and they're so young
1: this happened also in the valentine's match where it's like you know could you not have just done long distance for a bit you know you're, you're young enough there's no urgency a lot of times it's this we should have been married at 19 and it's I'm thinking, no, no, you should not be married at 19. You should have gone your separate ways and come back together and it would have worked out. But Mm -hmm. again, it's a movie. Yeah,
0: yeah. And I mean, I guess it's some people might make that choice, but it's always felt a little false to me uh, because I don't know, I just can't really relate to, I mean, I was so ready to move out of my (laughs) (laughs) When I was 18, uh, I was so ready to go off to school. My mom had actually just had a baby and so the last place I want to <laughs> is home You're like <laughs> diaper. Yeah. Done no, thank you. I am <laughs> I'm, I'm out of here. So it's this it, it is a little little hard for me to relate with. And I, I feel like in something like country wedding, I feel like it, it works a little bit better to me mm-hmm. because the like I don't know, they were just so different. Whereas yeah. here they have the same goal. They both are our chefs, you know, they're both in for they both want to be great at food. And so I feel like as opposed to one's a country singer, you know, one's a singer and one's you know, at home and, you know, doing whatever she did. And uh, so I don't know that 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 makes it work a little bit better for me. But it's it's challenging. But I did like the whole uh, the beginning of the movie with her bringing the cake to the ex-fiance's uh, welcome home party. And that kind of awkwardness. And I thought that whole scene kind of worked pretty well.
1: Yeah. That mm-hmm. they did a good job. That was a good and, what yeah. about the cake at the end though? So they were up against each yeah. other. It was the identical recipe. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I gotta say I like Brennan's cake better. I did. <laughs> oh, yeah. <And> I liked, <laughs> he frosted it to my particular taste. Yeah, But I'm glad she won. I wanted
0: her to win, obviously. Yeah.
1: But uh, I might have chosen the other one.
0: Yeah, well, evidently, I mean, even the judges—they were identical. So <laughs> this is a recipe. I mean, this is a one-of-a-kind recipe. There's no deviation <laughs> at all. And uh, yeah, and I, I did like all of the uh, the the uh, the the. I did like all of the cooking show kind of parts were fun, and I I thought it was fun that they had Monique Chopin in yeah because yeah. I'm a big fan of that show and so that just gave it a, a it made it made it more fun <laughs> to have her in there I think
2: yeah and she did such a great job of just you know making it seem like the stakes of this cooking show were like the most amazing on
0: mm-hmm. earth you know and that's exactly the way mm-hmm. those cooking show competitions yeah. are <laughs> Yeah. it's true i think about this when i was watching chopped i'm like by the time they take out taxes this is like nothing i know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna like pay for their trip i mean it's <laughs> yes. it's, it's pretty bad because the taxes on those kind of giveaways is brutal it's like 60 yeah. percent. Yeah. so yeah ten thousand dollars <laughs> it's not doing much for you <laughs> but anyway uh, yeah it, it's it's true and I, I thought that the whole idea that they can't tell anybody what they're doing. So her trying to like explain what she's doing to her parents was kind of funny, I thought. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And they're like really confused. And I did like the, the scenes where they were on the dates. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I felt like they, they both seemed like grownups to me, which I appreciated. Because yeah. sometimes, again, you have these older actors uh, that are really playing roles that probably should be played by 20 year olds yeah um, as far as the character and the character development mm-hmm. uh but in this case i did feel like both these both these people were grown-ups and i appreciate that same mm-hmm. and so uh, her parents are uh, are thinking about selling the bakery and there's uh, so there's you know some conflict back home and uh he she finds out basically he hadn't come home for five years because he was just still so in love with her and uh then uh then she gets really mad at him for making her cake and <laughs> uh and then they end up the you see the finale uh which i appreciate that 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 there wasn't uh an immediate resolution to things it, it takes a, a little bit after the yeah after the finale of the show is recorded then it's you know a little bit later that uh when everybody's watching things that uh that you know they 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 uh have our our romantic ending i was like when there's a little bit of space between mm-hmm. them it's nice and so yeah i thought this one was this one was okay for me. I thought it was okay. I'd give it three crowns. That's exactly what I'm giving
2: it. I, I'd give it
1: 3.5. Um. Uh, there are great elements and always impressed with the presentation of the the cooking show.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that was good. All right. So then we had Love in Store. This is written by a friend of the podcast, Joab Boakin. And uh, she has done some of some great hallmark movies in particularly falling for you and miss christmas are two of my all-time favorites and she's especially good i think at at the banter <laughs> the witty banter uh and uh, so she, uh, she i didn't even realize i think when we did the preview i didn't realize that she had she would written this and so that was that was made me more excited and it has robert buckley who i think is one of the most handsome people <laughs> in the whole world. <laughs> like He's so attractive to me. And uh, Alexander Breckenridge, who I just enjoyed in Virgin River on Netflix. Yeah. And so I was excited to see her in this. And I, I, and I, I actually feel like the chemistry isn't the best in Virgin River because the actor she's with seems is so much older than her mm-hmm. in Virgin River. But it's still, I really like the show. And so I was excited to see her in this with Robert Buckley. And uh, the, the plot is, we should have one sentence, is Net- network hosts who have different selling styles that draw large audiences, but off camera their personalities clash. And, and so this movie, I really, really enjoyed. This was finally a win for me. It had been probably five movies, rom-com kind of movies, In a row that i hadn't really cared for that much and so this is the first one since winter and veil really that i like loved and this is definitely my favorite of 2020 for sure i i just i thought it was really well done it was just so refreshing to have something that had nothing to do with a party plan at, at all and was just about these two people interacting in a unique setting, unique job, you don't see every day. And I know that they, on the the Deck the Hallmark show, they uh, they were commenting on that they didn't really believe that these kind of QVC type hosts could have this kind of, sort of cult personality around them, like fan clubs and stuff like that. But I I was, I looked into it and that's actually like not true. Like yeah, there I are know. fan clubs and there are Facebook groups and there's all kinds of stuff for these AHSN and QVC type hosts. And of course a lot of them are celebrities, uh, you know, doing like somebody like Paul Abdul or, or uh, someone uh-huh. like that would have, you know, have lines and show, show there. And, uh, but it's a thing. I, I didn't think it was that big of a stretch to believe. Uh, I was definitely willing to go there. And uh, basically they're forced to kind of work together and they have totally different styles. So they're not just like random enemies, you know, that just hate each other for why do you hate each other? I don't know, but they're, 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 they dislike each other because they have such different styles. Like she wants to be all prepared, have her notes, be just like totally aware of what's going on uh, with the products and uh, he just wants to treat people like they're his friends and just be chatty and, and uh, just a, a very different sort of laissez fair type of style. And so that's why they don't get along very well, which makes total sense. And I was like, this is a good script. I love it. And uh, so it really worked for me I, pretty much all, all aspects of this movie. I have very, very few criticisms. Uh, Laura, what did you think? Oh, I loved
1: it. Yes. I loved it. I thought it was great. It was one of those I watched and right away I wanted to share it. I wanted to Mm -hmm. see who had watched it. I thought it hit all the notes. I thought it was fresh. And I just thought it actually, it just told the story of two people. We really saw the whole package of who they were, what they were going through. And we saw them develop. We saw growth. And, and we definitely saw yeah. chemistry. So, yeah. you know, it wasn't like off the charts heat or anything, but it, it was, it was very believable. And I just, I think it's one of those ones that's going to come off the top of my head when I say what movies would I suggest or what ones yeah. did I like? So best of the year for me, but beyond maybe, you know, in, in kind of a top 10 for me now.
0: Yeah. Ginny, what do you think?
2: I really liked it as well. I think it has all the elements of what I'm looking for in a Hallmark movie. I loved that it had a fresh setting. You know, I love it when Hallmark puts us in this world we haven't really seen before. And, you know, like a romance plays out in it, even if the romantic story is the same, because there's only so many variations on that. It feels fresh by virtue of being in a new environment. And I thought it really just like what Laura said about the sets in secret ingredient here, I felt like they really pulled it off. It looked like a home shopping network, even like Mm -hmm. when they would show the screenshots with like the graphics, you know, on the TV and everything. I thought that that was well done. Um, I really liked it. I thought uh, Jack Kay was well cast as kind of, you know, because she's kind of a quirky individual as, you know, someone you could really see as being head of this network and, you know, tough shoes to fill. And, um, and the only thing that kind of was a sticking point for me was that, you know, at the end, as we see so often when, um, and I might be getting ahead of you here, Rachel, but, you know, oh, where where uh he kind of backs off and and you know steps aside so that her would be fiance <laughs> makes his move i felt that was inconsistent with his character he's such like a kind of a go-getter they're competitive i don't think he would mm-hmm. just you know throw his hands up and give up so easily on that one but obviously it worked out in the end so it yeah. was fine
0: yeah i the one thing i would say about Jack Kay is that I would love for one of these TV movies, Lifetime or Hallmark. She's done so many of them now. She's done a ton, and nobody has made her funny. Oh my <laughs> God, she's, she's funny. She's such a funny person. Yeah. I just like, come on, Lifetime. I know you can do it. Like one of these movies, make her funny, and uh, I I would love to see that. <laughs> so that's
2: so that's. I that's, agree. Yeah. yeah let her go over the top. Cause that's where she just excels, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I would love to see that because she really has done a ton now and uh, starting, I think the Christmas, my Christmas sin was, uh, or oh, wrapped up in Christmas was the first one there for that. I, that I remember and that one, she was just the boss. Uh, and, and then in, um, uh, oh, what was the one? Where she was a the therapist over Christmas, I can't think of the name. Oh, yeah, yeah, and that one she wasn't funny at all, and I was like, <laughs> "What? Why hire her? It's you're not going to do something funny with her." Uh, and so, at least this one, she was kind of spunky and fun. But mm-hmm. I would just love for, for one of these shows, one of these days, to make her funny. Come on, let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> Like if she had been the, the scheming matchmaker, one of the scheming matchmakers, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. that would have been hilarious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I don't know, that that's the only thing, but, uh, but yeah, I, uh, I, I really liked, again, that they had sort of a reason for these differences, and it wasn't just kind of, I mean, I guess some people just don't get along with some people, but I thought that it made sense, they're different like life philosophies, and I think that their like supposed excuse for him just you know staying away and from the and not competing with the fiance is just because supposedly he had this so traumatic of an experience and he and he thinks that oh she's only interested in in this business relationship and and whatever, and so he's not going to push it because he's too scared is sort of the idea of. That, that that kind of we'll talk about the vacuuming but uh, <laughs> but, but uh, and i guess that was fine enough but yeah i do agree that it was a bit cringy with uh you know of course again carla marx uh he he dumps her over text which is not allowed <laughs> <laughs> that is no good and then he comes back and wants to propose to her on television which is also no good
2: (laughs) (laughs) no i was actually getting like secondhand embarrassment you know i was pretty confident since it's a hallmark movie it would work out in the end yeah
0: Um, like i am i'm a pretty public person as far as uh you know i I blog about my life i i'm on the podcast and everything but i would be so mad (laughs) if i was you know if i was with somebody i would seriously question whether they knew me at all, Mm -hmm. if they did something like that, a stunt like that, like, I don't want to be proposed to on the jumbo cam at a game. I don't want to be (laughs) proposed to in like a crowded restaurant where everyone's cheering. No, 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 no. I definitely, I don't know. I don't like that. And sometimes it actually seems like an aggressive move, like, you know,
2: trying to stack the odds and you're going to say yes due to peer pressure. (laughs) Right.
0: I I I I don't I don't like that at all, and so yeah, I really liked both of the sisters in this movie. Yes. I, th- I think we're both sisters, but the the BFFs in this yeah. movie uh, I thought were really good.
1: Oh, it it was really good, and the nephew was cute and. I, there, there was just so much in one movie, it shows you how you have other ones that can kind of tread over the same territory over and over. Mm-hmm. And in this, it's like we have the escape room, we've got the nephew we've yes. got and it all worked, you know, it didn't feel overstuffed. It just felt like, hey, let's watch, you know, a day in the life. Yeah of these people and let's watch them grow towards each other. So I yeah. I she she's great
0: <laughs> yeah. at, at writing me so. Yeah, and and whereas in matching hearts there was no no time for them to be intimate hardly at all together but because it was so focused on business and here's a movie that's like 90% in the world of of a business but they still managed to create those intimate times together where you mm-hmm. felt like they were they they weren't just planning something, or weren't just in a business environment.
1: Yes, yes that yes. makes
0: sense, and and so that worked really well. And I just felt like uh, they they both were such good foils for our lead characters to kind of tell them what's going on, and tell tell them, oh, I think you really do like them, or or him mm-hmm. or her, and uh, you need to start realizing that sometimes you have to, you know, vacuum in life and
1: all that <laughs> kind of thing.
0: <laughs> And it, a $400 vacuum. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what did you think? Was it too, was it too silly or did you like the whole vacuum metaphor?
2: <laughs> I, it was a little too much for me. <laughs> yeah. It was okay. I still love the movie. It didn't ruin it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That it, it, it may be t- popped up a few too many times, but I get that you were kind of drive home the message there. Yeah. Uh, but I, I will say my one complaint is just that at the end, um, again, we talked about kind of doing things on air. I don't know if I love the confession happening kind of impromptu on, um, during their vacuum scene. It was,
0: it was really uncomfortable. It was uncomfortable (laughs) for me
1: because here we are talking about how they're the two best candidates. And so far, mostly we've seen them script having a successful scene of just first site proposing their love. But I, I
2: <laughs>
1: love. I didn't want them there. I wanted to start oh, from yeah. now at the network. But I, you know, in the relationship, yeah. I would have preferred maybe that way of yeah. It
0: I, but I would have also loved if they'd had a countdown. <laughs> of how many vacuums they'd sold, and like yeah. as things get, and then once it gets to the kiss, it's like, woo! Oh, that, that would be great. great. That would that be great. Be really Six million vacuums. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they do that on QVC. They I've seen do, it. do that, yeah. 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 Have you ever yeah. ordered anything off of QVC or that type of show? You know, no. I haven't. In never fact, have. I was,
2: because they were talking on this show about like the prime time or whatever of yeah. it, I was trying to find out when is the prime time? I would assume it would be at like three in the morning when you're yeah. more likely to order things off of it. <laughs> yeah. but, but no, there's people who watched it in lieu of other things. No, Netflix. I think there's a
1: demographic that watches Hallmark that probably really, you know, yeah. the two circles come together in the center, in <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> the Venn diagram. And um, I, I do think some Hallmark viewers probably are QVC. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Frequent shoppers.
0: I but, used to sometimes have it, even though I never ordered. I would have it on the background just as sort of noise, mm-hmm. and uh, and I would like by the end, if you watch it long enough, you really want one of those yes. those grills or whatever that they're selling. You're like, Whoa, This is great. It. Five it's five good. easy payments. It's, it's great.
2: I have only never done it because. Like I said, I, the only time I've been tempted is in the middle of the night. You turn it yeah. on when you can't sleep, and you are convinced that this is going to change your life. But I yeah. never have, like, my purse or credit card nearby. When <laughs> <I don't. laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: <laughs> the only thing I have ordered, I've ordered one thing from QVC online. Uh, I got a, um, like, makeup turnstile thing that holds my makeup. And mm-hmm. I liked it so much, I actually bought a second one, so. Wow. Yeah, yeah I think
1: it's actually <laughs> great products you know sometimes it has a bad rap but i think a lot of the products are pretty great because
2: unlike a store that you can have a million products in they're very selective about what they show and so i think it's stuff that they think will sell but you know that there's an actual demand for so i've seen joy is that the movie right so (laughs) i totally
0: understand it yeah (laughs) well and they seem to sell out everything The the, by the end of the segment they're, they're sold out of almost everything so they it's still it still seems to work for them, uh, but uh, but yeah, they're really good at they're really good at their jobs. <laughs> Those people, yeah. they they know what they're doing. And I do agree that that the ending was kind of uncomfortable, but I was invested enough that I just kind of smiled and it's uh-huh. sort of giggle, I guess. Uh, that uh, and I, I I don't know what I was thinking. Well, I mean, I know what chore is my least favorite is definitely uh, laundry. Is my least favorite for sure. Uh, folding laundry, and ironing. I mean, I never iron unless I absolutely have to. Uh, but that would definitely be my least favorite. I don't know. What about you guys?
2: Mine probably would be doing the floors. But oh, yeah. I have two dogs. So it's like, it's not just vacuuming. It's like a three-step process.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I don't mind vacuuming. Vacuuming vacuuming's not high on my... Don't list, right? Yeah. Just because it's kind of mindless and you can put it away. Mopping's way worse.
0: Yeah, yeah. Because if you're gonna mop, you have to like really get. You have to Cinderella it. You got to get on the ground. You
1: <laughs> yeah, <eat. laughs> move the yeah. furniture. <laughs> yeah, it's a. Otherwise, it, you're it's just a bit of a hassle.
0: Yeah, and so yeah, it would have been. I would have Might have been funny if they'd gotten one of those, uh Roomba vacuum, <laughs> you know, like robot vacuums. Yeah, yeah. a DJ Roomba. Yeah, because then he could have said, you don't even have to do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this will save you from having to vacuum. <laughs> but, <laughs> but anyway, I, I, yeah, and I, I just really liked the little moments, like when they are just talking in that little park kind of area. Mm-hmm. Um, There were nice little moments between them where, you know, he talks about his fiance dumping him and, and uh, this, some of his struggles and. And, uh, and so, and, and, and so they say, then there are always going to be times in life it feels like vacuuming, but you are lucky. You can find someone to vacuum with. Aww, mm-hmm. that's cute. It was cute. I mean, come on. It was very cute. And so, yeah, I love this one. I thought it was great. And it was, I was very excited because I was like, I'm going to be I'm gonna be like competing with Grumpy Dan here, like on this podcast. Like this is terrible, and so I was so excited that was one that I loved, and uh, so I am gonna give this one 4.75 crowns even a four, but I,
2: I really liked it. Yeah.
1: Uh, I'm going to have to go with 4.752. You got to save yes. the five for absolute perfection. Right. Right. But, uh, this was close. This was close. And in analyzing the other ones, you know, I love it when the characters know they're falling. I don't, I think I prefer that when they're aware yeah. that they're headed towards something and they're just not sure versus, Oh my gosh, I loved you all this time. Let's kiss the
0: end. Right.
1: I think yeah. it really helps
0: well and these they didn't have any backstory which was refreshing yes yeah we'd had a bunch in a row that were high school sweethearts or whatever yeah all right well our last movie is the bad date chronicles this (laughs) was actually filmed in 2016 so if you were wondering why merritt patterson (laughs) has dark hair especially youthful uh, that (laughs) that is why uh yeah it uh it was an acquisition obviously from uh that had already aired uh, if people were in canada uh and it had already aired on the pixels uh channel and it's yeah Merritt patterson justin kelly and uh giles panton uh, is in this who we've had on our podcast and he was he's great <laughs> and i don't know what did you think what do you think about this that hallmark's doing doing these acquisitions this month and next month I don't know I'm I'm trying to like read
2: too much into like what it means you know is it that they're not getting enough scripts or is it that they don't have time to produce all of them or what it is you know Um, uh, I don't mind that when they acquire movies because you know uh, other things that they produce are acquired from other production companies it's Mm -hmm. just in advance of the (laughs) the actual production of it Um, it's more the you know like you said, passing off older stuff that's new. It makes you realize that even something that's a few years old um,
0: can look dated, especially yeah. if we see these actors a lot. Right. Yeah, it's just a little confusing. And we said this on the mystery recap for February they did with Dory, uh, that they have a bunch of movies that they filmed that they haven't aired. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's, it's confusing. Like, why don't you air the Jesse Schramm Country Music yeah. Now Mater movie? That, yeah. How bad can that possibly be? It's written by Rick Garman. I mean, come on, uh, air it like what? Yeah, agreed. Yeah. And I mean, they're going to have a whole month of March with no movies. I, it's it's. <laughs> it's sad. when it, <laughs> calls the heart counts is he new? No. <laughs> it? No, it, it's going to be leading to some creative podcasting, which I'm actually really excited about. We have some really fun stuff uh, coming up, but uh, but I don't know. It's just it's just it's just weird. I don't get it. It really
1: depends too, because it obviously has a different energy. Mm -hmm. Um, This one, I think that it helps when you have these Hallmark cast members who you've seen before, because then your brain really does go, oh, okay, merit equals Hallmark. So you can Mm -hmm. kind of make it work. Then uh, some other ones, it just doesn't work if it's not great. You know, it feels really off. Like Mm -hmm. Christmas camp felt really... Like, wait, why is this not as good as a Hallmark movie? Yeah,
0: that was rough. <laughs> <laughs> um, this one, I do agree that it can actually feel kind of refreshing because they're they're not as strict to the formula. So, you know, it can be an interesting thing. It's but I, I would still rather them, you know, be making their own own movies. Uh, Same. So, mm-hmm. so this one, the Bad Day Chronicles, uh, it's uh, it's the summary. Is Lee runs the website Bad Date Chronicles, which allows people to anonymously post horrible date experiences. When rival blogger Connor becomes the subject of one of her posts, they agree to date each other to see which one is the bad dater. And so, Laura, what did you, or your overall thoughts about this one? Okay, I, I enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is one of those where you kind of, it's
1: so zany, it's good. It was bonkers. And I really enjoyed that. I have to admit, I watched it with my kids and coming from the world of like Disney over the top, like Casey undercover, Mm
0: -hmm. this
1: fit so well to their humor (laughs) because it was very much hijinks and kind of, uh, you know, sabotage related, but I I enjoyed it. It was a nice diversion. I don't know that I would like recommend it to my cinema friends, but, uh, it was, (laughs) it was fun i had a lot of fun i love that there were three storylines going on mm-hmm. that all intersected and um in fact ultimately i probably enjoyed those other storylines even more than the main characters so uh it, it it was it was fun and i would remember it and i'd watch it again <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. what about you Ginny?
2: i'm kind of in the so bad it's good camp you know <laughs> i mean the two bosses, like <laughs> Boris and Natasha, I can't remember their yeah, names. Right. <laughs> yeah. but they're mad scheming. I mean, you hit yeah. the nail on the head there, Laura, where it's just, it feels like almost a Disney villain, you know, someone yeah. who's trying to get you good at school or something like that. Yeah. And it's so out of place in a Hallmark movie, but at the same time, unlike some of the other ones we've talked about uh, on this podcast, I never looked at my phone <laughs> you know I wasn't bored I was paying attention um yeah. but but yeah it it felt like a a really bad fit for the network at the same time I was entertained while I was yeah. watching it
0: I completely agree. There was a part of me that was like, didn't we step into an episode of That's So Raven? Like, what is happening here? Like, this <laughs> is nuts. And, but I, I kind of, I had fun with that. There were definitely a few things that made this feel really dated. First thing is the really bubbly, too loud s- soundtrack behind <laughs> the, 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 the the score or whatever of the film. Yeah. That was something, even in movies that I like, sort of, the Nine Lives of Christmas being one of them. Uh-huh. I hate that bubbly, precocious type yeah. of scores they used to use in these kind of movies back then. Yeah. I So that that's a nitpick. But also, I don't know what was happening in 2016 with that goatee that he has. <laughs> that is just... It was it was not my favorite.
1: <laughs> it was not successful facial hair. No. <laughs> that deserves a separate rating, but yeah. I'm sure Justin's recovered.
0: Yeah. Well. I mean, he's perfectly handsome, but I, I just really disliked it. It was really, really yeah. distracting to me. <laughs> uh, so, but as, as somebody who's like, who, uh, still is a blogger to this day, mm-hmm. uh, that, uh, I, I thought that the whole conceit, whether you could really like form a business around this is maybe a little bit of a stretch
2: Thank um, you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but, but i nevertheless thought it was kind of fun and i i always like it when they have uh, multiple relationships in these yes. kind of movies uh, and i really liked uh, the uh, sweetest heart where you had the, yeah. the three different relationships yes and then this I, li- I thought that was fun uh, i kind of would have liked the the bosses to have to kiss you know oh yeah because because that would have been fun uh but i liked the secondary romance between her friend and giles penn Mm. that i thought that was really cute because they're like instant messaging each other back and (laughs) forth back and forth she thinks uh, in real life thinks he's uh, a loser and you could almost (laughs) make (laughs) you could almost make that a whole movie and they have uh Uh, but it kind of reminded me a little bit of that one with um sam page and the uh um what's it called shoot uh, let me look it up it's sam page and the girl with the red hair and oh, they, it's uh, not the walk the dog it's a no it's a the valentine's perfect. one. Oh with yeah blogger. Uh-huh. i know exactly what you're talking he's giving about the, he's giving the advice she's giving the advice and he writes he starts commenting and yep. then they start oh. on it and then they
1: figure out that's
0: yeah uh it is all things valentine yes yeah which is probably better it is better than this but uh but it kind of had a similar i enjoyed that one and i enjoyed this uh but uh but that was a cute secondary i thought romance Mm -hmm. and uh and so i i like that and uh yeah these so basically they go on this this date and it's like a total disaster there, things are getting lit on fire, (laughs) and and I was just, I thought it was funny that they would keep coming back to the sick restaurant over and over and over (laughs) That supposedly was really hard to get into. Yeah, I guess, I mean, I, I, I would probably, I mean, they're in a city, I think, why not go (laughs) to another restaurant? They're in Portland, (laughs) like every other movie. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Spoiler, they were not in Portland. (laughs) No.
0: And I, I, I think that that was that was funny, and you know everything everything goes wrong, and uh, so uh, that worked for me. And that is the type of humor that you typically don't see in Hallmark anymore. Uh, they they don't kind of lean into the slapstick, kind of silly yeah, yeah. humor very much. Uh, so that was nice. I miss some uh, of that though. I, I do. do too. I do too. And so then they end up uh, going on three bad dates and the first the date is like going pretty well but then they they the bosses decide that they're gonna sabotage it Mm -hmm. and it it, so then it's it's becomes a disaster (laughs) and (laughs) i thought it was funny enough i enjoyed it i liked the bosses like scheming and being ridiculous (laughs) they were funny and i did think i guess her name's gina holden she looked so much like kimberly Susted to me Uh uh uh-huh that i was like you should be sisters or something in a movie because oh, sure. yeah. so i thought they looked so much alike and they'd have they supposedly these two bosses have a history together they hated each other but uh but they're united in this common goal of making these articles good and so that it was it was fun and uh, they but they want the, all the readers and also another technical thing that bothered me a little bit as i felt like the sound wasn't great in the movie there were times when you could hear a lot of background noise mm-hmm. and i and again most people probably wouldn't notice that but it was it wasn't the best as far as the production values in this movie
1: yeah
0: it's not not up to the normal hallmark standards yeah and so anyway i i thought that it was a little bit awkward sometimes, uh, and so if you're the kind of person that sort of absorbs awkwardness, then you're not going to like this. <laughs> <laughs> but but I I thought it was was pretty fun there on IMDb. There was somebody. One of their comments was, "This was a hard movie to movie to watch. Too much deceit going on." and ended with no remorse shown by the perpetrators. This is the worst Hallmark movie I've ever watched. Please let this be the last bad movie for Hallmark. I know you can do better. And I I obviously liked it much better than this person, but there's some truth to that, that these these bosses are terrible when you really think about it, even endangering their lives to a certain extent. Well, and, yeah,
2: not to mention, and we've seen this before, just demanding that their employees like go on dates and right, <laughs> that's true, keep yeah. their job. <laughs>
1: right. Yeah, there's a lot of potential lawsuits happening in this, movie. <laughs> yeah. right. I'd like to see that in the sequel, actually.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so there you go. That's oh, and the other good point I found, uh, somebody was saying online. That is this basically kind of a loose remake of How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days.
1: <laughs> I, I I felt that watching it, it immediately came to mind, and obviously didn't yeah. quite do as good of a job, but no,
0: because they, they are very similar stories. She's yes. writing an article, and you know, trying to mess everything up, and uh, so that I thought that was interesting. It hadn't occurred to me, but you, it totally totally is. So, I don't know. This one, I will probably give it also three crowns.
2: I gave it 2.5, but that's with love. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll go 3.5. We, we had a good family night with it. We
0: <laughs> Right. Okay, good. So, there you go. That is the, the films. Uh, so, we did a poll. And this is why everybody's going to be super mad at me because... <laughs> matching heart won the poll dramatically 40.9 percent of our listeners that was their favorite of the group and uh so but i'll just read some of the comments we had uh our good friend colleen she says two words robert buckley (laughs) (laughs) yes agreed michelle benson she says love in store was my favorite it had a few surprises that i loved funny banter overall a great rom-com Uh, my high expectations for a valentine's match weren't quite met but it did have the most amazing dance scene i've ever seen on hallmark uh jonathan garza he says to be honest none of them really thrilled me matching hearts i thought did just a bit better job of storytelling i thought the ryan pavy and taylor cole had much better chemistry than the other couples that's interesting Mm -hmm. Uh, lauren yeagle she says love in store was my fave the setting was a little different i loved the animated intro i forgot to mention that love the animated intro uh, and the lead actors were funny and charming uh, hotline to hallmark she says valentine's match quite simply it was funny i think joe lenz has a knack for rom-com banter and timing sometimes her delivery of lines reminds me of vintage julia roberts i also loved the comedic tone set by the movie's playful score and the matchmaking, matchmaking moms were a hoot uh, let's see then uh, Ruth Hill says I'll say The Secret Ingredient because it was the first Hallmark published book made into a, a Hallmark Channel movie but Love in the Store is essentially tied uh, then Nyadi- Nadia our friend she says uh, I voted for Secret Ingredient for the top like Ruth Hill I read the book and loved the story I liked the other three mainly for the actors Ryan Pavey and Luke McFarland. Love in the Store was pretty good too From Scott, he says, I never would have guessed that a movie about Home Shopping Network hosts that use a vacuum metaphor to profess their love would be a movie I'd watch, but I watched it and I really liked it and it was my favorite of the Love After movies. And then we have from... from Muto Sharon. She says, they were, they were all great movies, but matching hearts with Taylor Cole. and Ryan Pavey is my top love ever after Hallmark movie pick. I mean, with that killer line, I came for you. How can you go wrong? Just loved this beautiful love story from start to finish. Uh, then we have, uh, let's see, this the same person. Uh, then Mary Jo of uh, Pavey Pack. She says, Uh, She says matching hearts with Ryan Pavey and Taylor Cole was definitely my favorite love after movie. Daniel and Julia were definitely the perfect match. And so Patsy Illinois, she says my favorite is matching hearts starring Ryan Pavey and Taylor Cole. Great chemistry. Wow. Kiss puppies, kittens and chocolate can't go wrong. (laughs) There we go. (laughs) (laughs) So let us know in the comment section or on Twitter, what you thought of uh, these movies and how you would rank them and uh, and we would love to discuss it with you. And so Jenny and Laura, where can people find you. Uh, we're on
1: Twitter at Sander Sisters. Um, we write seasonal uh, sweet
0: romance movies. So if you're looking for one uh, message us. Great. Yeah, definitely check them out for sure. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. So check that out. And make sure you're following the podcast uh, at Homeworks Pod and Homeworks Podcast, all of our social media and on iTunes and YouTube. And if you're listening on iTunes, please leave us your ratings and reviews. We really appreciate that. And if you're listening on YouTube, please give us a thumbs up, subscribe to the channel. That means so much to us as well. And uh, thanks again, you guys, for coming on the podcast really appreciate it. It's always so much fun to catch up with you both. Thank you. Same. Thanks, Rachel. Bye everyone. Bye.